is your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. everybody welcome back to another episode of the mortal Kombat fantasy football podcast i'm your host ryan wolke owner of the last place tupaco wookies the shaved chest tupaco wookies the toe sucking tupaco wookies the absolutely god-awful fucking pitiful joke of a host of a podcast who can't make a pick to save his life, let alone win a fantasy game. Ryan Wolkie. Here to bring you some more entertainment, hopefully this week before I head out on the honeymoon. I'm, uh, I'm jumping the border. I'm going over the wall. Gonna be a bad hombre during the election. And, uh, Next week, the pod's going to have to be brought to you by the Grand Poobahs. Um, and hopefully, I gain some inspiration during this trip. Hopefully, draining my balls, trying to create a baby, does something for my fantasy team. I never thought in a million years that I would say this, but I am officially this year worse at fantasy football than both Matt Davis and Bryce Bowman. It's a very, very sad day. Sad times indeed. And with that being said, we're just going to roll right into a very sad Week 7 review where the Trump division, for the first time in I'm not sure how many years, finally gained their vengeance on the Russian division. They won the Cold War. They absolutely dominated us. Um, It was... It was like the miracle on ice. It was like uh, the gymnastics, United States gymnastics team taking down the Russians. It was really just a reflection of the actual Cold War. And the only person that could come out on top were the Grand Poobahs, unfortunately. So the, the Joseph Stalin of the division and the league continues his dominance and he takes down the mean machine, which, you know, it, it really wasn't a surprise. I, I, I picked every single Russian team to beat the Trump team that they were facing, so I got this one right. Chris has, remains undefeated, and luckily this is back-to-back weeks now that I've done the podcast, if you don't count the bye week. Um, so we don't have Chris to ramble on about, you know, how many points he scored him being the highest scoring team in the league, him being undefeated. Um, We don't have to hear about any of that, luckily. So I'm going to stop talking about that, move right into um, the unfortunate victory um, where the Shockers take down the Wookiees. The lock of the week did not lock up. The only thing um, locked up about this one is that, that Forrest should be for the verbal raping that he gave me this weekend um, for, and, and rightfully so, uh, I definitely deserved it. And I mean, fuck. All I needed 
those three fucking points. Chris Carson gets hurt. Clay, Chase Claypool has a bomb week. Just an absolute dud after putting up wide receiver eight numbers for the first uh, through the last three or four weeks. Travis Kelsey with 3.1 points. I really don't know how Forrest won. This was just absolutely terrible luck. I can't tell you that Forrest's team is better than mine because I truly don't believe that. Uh, just like I, I also believe that I'm a, a better looking person uh, and just an all-around better individual than Forrest is. So kudos to Forrest on this one. Enjoy the victory while you have it. You're going to have to enjoy the small ones. Um, you're, I'm still not out of the playoff race, and I can still knock you out towards the end of the season. Next, we have the Tiger Kings going down to LOC Raiden. Uh, I do want to bring up the fact that uh, the Raiden uh, is now king of backing out on trades. He's the official Indian giver of trades, um, where, you know, of course, Matt will always have a very dark place in my heart uh, for the gentleman's handshake that never was followed through with a few seasons ago. Um, LOZ Raiden and I had a, a trade discussion last week and he said, you know what, I can't do it this week. Um, too many players on by, but hit me up next week and, and we'll do the trade. Hit him up this week, guess what? Still can't do the trade. He wants to see what he gets on waivers and what might be the worst waiver wire week in the entire season. I don't know what the fuck the guy's doing. But he beats the Tiger Kings, what do you fucking do? They suck anyway, and I can say that because I suck too. Next game, we had the Kraken losing the Coke can. This one was a total shocker. I'm not sure what the fuck happened to Alex's team here uh, going down to Danny. Um, pretty much a surprise that Alex is uh, really sliding right now. I'm not sure if anybody has noticed this, but in the last few weeks after a really hot start, um, ever since losing to the Poobahs, Alex has taken an absolute nosedive. Uh, very comparable to the nosedive that Forrest took last year. Of course, uh, nobody can take that hard of a nosedive because Forrest has the biggest nose in the league. But Danny takes down Alex, and we'll see if Alex can bounce back this week. Next up, we had Team HMD. The once worst team in the league takes down one of the top teams in the league in the Texas Gunslingers in a very, very low-scoring matchup. Uh, this game was very boring. Uh, did not expect it to be that way. I will say that I did initially take Team HMD over the shitty Texas Gunslingers, but I did get provoked into reversing that pick to call a Russian sweep, which I should not let emotions get into my picks, and, and I vow to not do that anymore. So I'll, my record last week um, will show the full emotion of the week. So there you have it. Uh, the Trumpers take down the Russians for the first time, um, maybe ever. Um, and we won't know. They'll have, I guess they'll have bragging rights um, for the rest of the year until the next Cold War. And now a, a quick word from our sponsor. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, drag out world of make believe football. Fourth and inches. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. 
Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches. Imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last, but you're always first with us. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, and thank you to Bud Light for another week of sponsoring our weekly segment, Beer of the Week. Oh, what is the malted liquor? What gets you drunk or quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, beer. but I'd rather chug it. Beer. Cut my belly out to here. Beer. I could not refuse it. I could really use a beer. Beer, beer. beer. All right, and uh, this week's Beer of the Week is going to be a Blackberry Sage Boulevard Cork. Interesting uh, name here. It's a white can. It's got purple little blackberries all over it. It is warm, by the way. Oh, God. Dear heavens. Uh, yeah, sticking with the uh, the theme of the the warm beer, it's definitely a, it tastes like cough syrup. It's 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 pretty. It's a pretty can on the outside. It's covered in fruits and berries and sage, and it's all dressed up all nicely and um, has a really rich flavor to it. Um, but it's it's also just kind of sour, uh, really leaves a lot to be desired you know you at first at first you get an initial kind of punch of flavor and then it just kind of fizzles out um this is the this is the alex edwards of beers <laughs> this is uh, a beer that is definitely fruity uh looking yep alex is definitely fruity looking um as like i said has rich flavor um, Alex, of course, um, he's, he's the gold digger. Um, so he does, he does come from a, a wealthy background, um, ever since he, he married into that wealth. Um, and also, um, it leaves a lot to be desired and fizzled out just like his fantasy football team. So this is the Alex of beers. Congratulations, Alex, on being the Blackberry Sage Boulevard Quirk Spiked and Sparkling Seltzer, you fucking fruitcake. I'm Brian Kemp. I'm so conservative, I blow up government spending. I own guns that no one's taking away. My chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulations. I got a big truck. Just in case I need to round up criminal illegals and take them home myself. Yep, I just said that. I'm Brian Kemp. If you want a politically incorrect conservative, that's me. All right. Um, and for this week's random segment, um, we're going to celebrate election week. Happy election week to all my fellow Trump supporters in the league. Um, for this segment, we're going to go through and we're going to select out of each matchup, which team owner would win in an election facing off against their
their opponent. First up, we're going to go with a really fun one. Uh, Danny Schmager, Rager, <clears throat> Team Coke Can versus Justin and the LOZ Raiden. Um, the Battle of the Redheads. Can you imagine if we had an election with two fire crotches going against each other? That would be one for the books. And let me tell you, so would this one if it was specifically these two guys. And this one, I'm going to have to go with Justin for the simple fact that I think that Danny would absolutely get dominated in any election race that he could ever be in. I mean, sure, the guy has a lot of good uh, ideas uh, and his political ideology, ideologies are um, are pretty well in line with the rest of the league. But, I mean, your background in, in MoDOT and transportation uh, for the state of Missouri fucking sucks. Um, you're trying to take a gas tax f- from all of us to repair the roads that you already can't repair. You failed there. Um, you probably have a lot of dark skeletons in your closet when it comes to all the hookers and, and things like that. Um, so definitely going to go with Justin, the family man, driving the minivan, the Mormon. Uh, he wins this election in a landslide. The next one would be a super tight race as well. Uh, the Tiger Kings and Bryce Bowman versus the Shockers taking on Forrest Shock. And man, right here you've got, on one hand, you do have a, a war veteran, someone who's an absolute patriot, has defended this nation, definitely deserving to be a leader of this country, but also lives in California. And he lives with a bunch of libs. We've heard some of the comments that he has said on this podcast last season that were a little bit sensitive, or or should I say insensitive, to a lot of the current social topics going on right now. And on the other side of things, you got Forrest, who's a a successful businessman, um, you know, is, is living the dream, has his financials in check, but he gets thrown off his game real easy. You can you can uh, start talking some shit to Forrest, and you, it fucks them a little bit. You can get in his head pretty quick. And so I'm going to go with Bryce on this one just for that simple fact that Bryce has a really good mouth on him. There's your gay comment of the episode. He also is a war veteran, and I think that he could just throw Forrest off, off the rails and take an election. Really, Bryce could be... You know, he, he kind of is, he's like a, he, he's kind of like a Donald Trump, except a war veteran and actually defended his country and, and cares about, you know, that sort of thing, which is, in my opinion, much better than Trump. I'd vote for Bryce. Bryce wins the election. Next, we're going to have Tyler versus Jared, Mean Machine versus Gunslinger election. Uh, this one, I mean, it's a pretty easy uh, call on this one. Tyler, Tyler will win any debate against anybody whether he's right or wrong he's never going to stop he's going to win the debate just going about it that way jared barely talks he doesn't say a fucking thing in this debate gets does not get a word in in any of the debates against the mean machine so i'm going to easily easily go with tyler on this one it doesn't even count And, and realistically um the the plausible future first lady of the Texas gunslingers would probably make him pull out of the race to clean the house or or something like that anyway. So Tyler wins easily. This next one 
would be probably the best race of any of them. Two clean-cut, good-looking guys, well-spoken, great jobs and backgrounds, families, great ideologies. We've got Matt and Team HMD versus the Kraken and Alex Edwards. This matchup, or this election, would be one for the ages. On one hand, you've got Matt, who's you know a really smart, well-spoken guy, has really made up his his made his way up the corporate ladder. He's got you know a growing family, beautiful wife and home, uh, knows a lot, and has an open mind about a lot of things too. And on the other side, you've got Alex, who you know really knows how to buckle down and climb the corporate ladder as well. I mean, he's our, he's a fucking lawyer. He's got that up on Matt. He's also got a lot of financial backing <laughs> through his through his family. So, hey, I mean, his campaign is well funded. And I'm going to go ahead and say that Alex is the better looking cat of the two, so he's got the women's vote. And I'm sorry, Matt, but you live in St. Louis, one of the shittiest towns in America, and uh that's not going to go well over well for the voters when your own hometown is struggling. So this one, I'm going to go with the Kraken win that election. And finally, we have the game of the week, the election of the week, the matchup of the week. The Tupaca Wookiees versus the Grand Poobahs. Myself versus Chris in an election. And look, I'm, I'm going to go with myself easily. Absolutely hands down. You know why? Because in this election, I'm going against a conspiracy theorist. Someone who talks circles around everything. I would be basically going up against Joe Rogan or Elon Musk, so, a, a, an absolute conspiracy theorist that would scare the shit out of America, and I really wouldn't have to do much except for play the nice guy and uh, and pick a side, and, and I'd win. So thanks, Chris, for making it easy for me. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial, and I'm in it. This campaign, it's not about me. It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. These are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. Now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. So come November, the choice is clear. Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip Mouth with Farts, and I approve this message. All right, and uh, now we will jump in to this week's preview 
first, we're going to kick it off with Team Coke Can versus LOZ Raiden. As mentioned before, the battle of the gingers, the battle of the red cocks, the battle of the mid-Missouri fuckboys. And with this, this game, I'm going with LOZ Raiden. He keeps the streak alive. He stays number two in the league, top of his division. Unfortunately, the uh, Indian giver of trades gets one up on Coke Can on this one and beats him by 10 points. And this one, we've got the Battle of the Schnozzes, the big noses of the league. We've got the Tiger Kings versus the Shockers. And the Shockers get lucky again this week because the Tiger Kings have two of their main players on by. So uh, the Shockers get the victory on this one and, and luck out again. And at some point, the luck is going to stop for the Shockers. I swear to God it will. And next up, we've got the Texas Gunslingers versus the Mean Machine. I'm going to go ahead and call it and say that this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. It's going to be a really, really tight matchup. And I really don't know who to pick on this one. So I'm going to close my eyes and put my finger down on my phone. And whichever one it lands closest to is my pick. I pick Tyler and Mean Machine. There you have it. That might be the first random lottery pick in the history of the podcast and uh, we'll see how it pays off for me might have to start doing my picks that way from now on because we all know that i suck dick at it anyways next we have the kraken versus team hmd where i think both of these teams get back on track i think matt goes back to sucking ass and i think that um, the kraken continue back to the trend of the beginning of the year and their winning ways easily take Alex in this one and in this fatherly matchup Alex shows Matt who's daddy and finally we have the game of the week we have worst versus first the two Pakawookies versus the Grand Poobahs and I'm, I mean the Poobahs are going to stay undefeated they're taking on an injured already shitty Tupaka Wilkie's team, so this one really isn't much of a matchup of the week at all. Really, it's basically like the Chiefs versus the Jets, which is also going on this week. So, what a coincidence there. Um, I'm going to be drinking away my sorrows in Mexico, and that's about the only victory that I'm probably going to see this entire year. And it's your all's favorite time of the week, the lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. And with this lock of the week, I've I've certainly learned my lesson from last week. I went against Forrest and, and picked myself in the lock of the week, and he got all riled up about it and got sand in his vagina. So this week I'm going to go with Forrest. I'm taking the Shockers lock of the week. This is also going to be my bet of the week. And if the Tiger Kings beat the Shockers, the next time it snows in Kansas City, I will do an underwear-only snow angel. You heard it right. I will only be in my underwear, so you guys will see me half-naked again on video doing a snow angel. So there it is, lock of the week, bet of the week. I will again be in Cancun for the next week. So the Grand Poobahs and Chris Schneider are going to be your host. I'm thinking that he might have on a special guest host for next week's podcast so we can keep bringing you guys some content now that we've had our bye week this season. With that, 
Happy election week. Happy mid-season. And you're all better than me. Tupac Wookiees are out.